there's more to your life than what you have uh, eyes for. There's a purpose in you beyond what you think. You have a father that's greater than any man you'll ever know in your life, and he loves you, and he will reveal himself to you. You're a man of strong passion, a warrior of great courage, designed and created to conquer, to crush it in singleness and marriage, to master fatherhood, finance, and health. You were made to reign in life. Gentlemen, welcome to the Made to Reign podcast, where we engage men where they are, empower them with truth, and encourage them on their walk. You're tuning into episode 022 with your host, Ray Delanues. Before we get to today's guest, I want to fill you guys in on what's going on in my life, because there's been actually some, some changes, and it's been rocking me. So God's kind of leading us on this breadcrumb journey, is what, I, what I'm looking at it as. And it's a journey where you kind of don't know where the next step is, until you bend down and pick up the breadcrumb that's right in front of you. You know, we have those seasons where we can look down a a long tunnel and kind of see what's at the end. We know every single step that we have to do to get there, right? So like college, I knew I needed to complete every single class that was before me before I got to the end goal of graduation. But this one is a little unique. Like we literally don't know what's next. And it doesn't help that we're only moving to Virginia for six months and literally don't know where our family's moving to after that. But um, we've been living in a in an RV, a 40-foot RV, for the last almost two years. And we did that because we wanted to be able to move around doing this whole military life thing. Well, along the way, we decided to add another son. There was a lot of things that just needed to flip. And now we're actually getting rid of the camper, moving back into a, an apartment in Virginia, something that I never wanted to do. But we're just trusting God in the middle of it all. And guys, in the middle of this, my transmission goes out. Uh, my truck, my only other car needs some upkeeping. And I just think it's God reminding us like, hey, I've never let you fall before. I'm not going to let you fall now. Just trust me in the middle of it, because at the end, it's all going to work out for good. And if it's not good right now, guess what? It's not the end. (laughs) Then God's glory and God's promises are good. And we are trusting him in that. And gentlemen, today's guest is a man who does that and exemplifies that to the fullest. He is a father, a husband, and a mighty warrior of God. He's a personal friend. And I couldn't wait to get him on the podcast and share all the wisdom that he's carrying and see the faith that God has activated in this man. Jesus said that even if we had faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains. This man is moving mountains. Gentlemen, my next guest, I want to introduce to you, Mr. Jason Burnside. Jason, how you doing today, man? It's good, friend. How are you doing today? Good, dude. This so, is awesome. <laughs> this is you're you're in the hot seat now, man. Amen. This is Bring it. it. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be able to get uh, into the word. I'm excited to get into your mind and uh, hear what it is that God has put onto your heart. But real quick, go ahead and share with our guest a uh, little rundown on you. Tell us your story, your testimony. Take three minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Uh, I was raised uh, outside of the church. I did not have a strong foundational background. There was always the conversation of God. There was always um, talk about heaven, um, but there was never any, um, go, there was never going to church. We, we probably did the big three. What was it like Mother's Day, Easter, and, and uh, Christmas Eve, yeah. uh, sometimes. And that wasn't <laughs> even every year consistently. Um, and I strayed for a long time, was uh, living in the flesh and doing a lot of things that uh, probably made the father very angry. And uh, one day, uh, 2017, um, he just started speaking to me. Um, and uh, I was in the shower and I was at a very low point in my life and my marriage. And um, he just talked to me. He reached out to me and uh, it was just undeniable. And then ever since then, I've grown 
towards him. I've made steps towards him and he's blessed me every step of the way. And, uh, he was, I've grown in the faith. Uh, and as I grew in the faith, he's added responsibilities and opened new doors for me. And it's just been incredible and I'm still growing. I'm still learning and I'm still moving. And, um, yeah. Dude, yeah, it's been encouraging <laughs> to see what the Lord is doing uh, in your life. And I, I always like to joke around about this. Like, it's cool to see God move right. when it's when it's in other people. Right. right. Like right. I can I can say, yeah, God, keep going. You keep going in their life because it's not <laughs> happening to me. Right? right. Like I didn't need a, like the best TV show ever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't need to walk away from security. I didn't need right. to take that leap of faith. Right. Uh, but you have been taking some leaps of faith. You yes. have been doing some great things lately, man. So yes. I want to dive into that. Tell me um, what are you passionate about? What is your mission in life? What's what's going on in Jason's heart? Right now, my heart is growing. Uh, at first, my I thought my passion was education. Uh, I thought it was to you know educate and lead and inspire the next generation to be great writers, be great readers, be great thinkers, great communicators, which is still there. It's still present. Um, right now, I think the Lord is leading my wife and I both to um, counseling. Um, social emotional needs for children, as well as marriage counseling, family counseling. I believe that's the, that's the next step in our, in our walk with God. Um, we just have a passion for helping people and, um, making sure that they're heard and making sure that, um, they have a strong foundation in the Lord. Yeah. We got uh, some squirrels fighting in the side. Something going yeah. on out there. <laughs> <laughs> some squirrel brawling right now. I mean, you've taken this on this yes. year, right? This yes. is okay. So yes. what exactly did that look like? Just walk us through what okay. you left behind and what you're walking into. Well, here's the thing. So I, I feel like I have to get credit where credit's due first. Okay. Uh, this place, Meet Mentor, that we've established here uh, was a vision that God gave my wife uh, six years ago. And so she took a leap of faith. Uh, we started off as a one little, one little room, six students, I believe we call them learners, six learners. And from there it's grown. Uh, we haven't spent one dime on advertising. Everything's been word of mouth and, uh, who the Lord has brought to us. Um, there's always a conversation of me leaving. I, I taught public school for eight years, uh, language arts. Um, I was very good at it. I was very comfortable with it. And the conversation was always, oh, one day come work for me. One day come work together. One, one day come take care of this. Um, and as she was submitting to the Lord and I wasn't, you know, it was hard for her to bring me into the fold. But as I started growing towards the Lord and then, and as we started growing the business, um, I was always on the outside looking in, but she always wanted to bring me in and, um, and just have me run it, have me take it, take control of it. And last year, uh, right around this time of year, last December, uh, we found out we were pregnant with our third child and, um, my wife was able to stay home with our first two. Um, actually I was able to stay home with our first, my son, and then our second, uh, she was able to stay home with both. And so she wanted to give our, our new daughter, Eliah, um, the same benefit. And so the, the talks of one day coming and taking over became, you need to come and take over in the fall. And, um, and that was a huge leap for me. I was very comfortable. Um, like I said, I was very, I was very good at what I was doing. No, not, not to puff myself up, but, um, I had a lot of respect. I've had a lot of, uh, friends and, and it just, it was, I was good at what I did. Yeah. And, um, but the Lord, I prayed about it hard and the Lord was very clear, um, that it was time. It was time to go because as you grow in the faith, a lot of, a lot of people will know this, that, you know, once you get comfortable, once you get stagnant, that's when you're not productive. That's right. when you're not growing, the, advancing the kingdom in any way. And so I felt as though the Lord was telling me, yeah, you're good at this, but I have something greater for you. Yeah. Like this isn't it for you. And challenges in life 
are what make us better people. Yeah. Uh, and whether they're physical, emotional, professional. Um, so, uh, it was, it was just time and the Lord just made the way it was just so fluid. Um, and when I put in my paperwork with the County, uh, back in April, cause I didn't want to leave them in a position where I was wishy-washy. I was very fickle. Like I wanted to make sure they knew that I wasn't coming back and that they had enough time to hire somebody. Uh, when I put the paperwork in, like I still in the flesh was trying, like wanted to stay like, Oh, one more year, one more year. I have yeah. somebody in that. Um, but I just, we didn't financially, we didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, and, uh, for a long time, like my paycheck was what helped us get by. Yeah. And so, um, for many years in this business, as any small business owner will know, um, you don't really make a profit the first few years. You basically break even if you're lucky. And so financially we didn't know what it was going to look like. Um, and I didn't, I'm used to teaching high school kids, college kids, and then coming here, I'd be teaching, I would be teaching a few uh, students at that level, but mainly I'd be teaching my son's group. They're nine, 10 year olds and 11 year olds. So I wasn't used to that. I, I have no background or experience doing that other than my son. And so it was a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions, a lot of variables that went into it. And I just said, I just prayed and the Lord said, do you trust me? Um, and I did, and we, we leaped and, uh, basically to make a very long story short, we, we did the numbers and we needed, I, I believe we needed about nine or 10 students to enroll, uh, for this program we rolled out this year for me, uh, in order to make it financially, uh, beneficial or financially equivalent to what I was walking away from. Um, and we, and we, I put my paperwork in, in April, we figured out late that month that we needed 10 kids and June, it was already too late. So I was already, the school year was over. I was already out and the Lord provided. I think we had our, our largest summer enrollment ever. I believe we had in the neighborhood of 13 to 12 to 13 kids nice. uh, enroll. Nice. Um, and we still have some that are coming at us. And so the Lord was like, see, you trusted me and here you go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's just been great. And now we're at a, another position where, where, where we're growing and we need to make some other decisions about which way we grow, but they're good decisions. They're, right. I mean, they're, it's a good problem to have, you know, and it's just, just a testament to that if you're faithful and sometimes you can't see his plan, but if you just trust that he's in control and if you trust that he's a part of it, and if you pray and make sure that he's behind you, um, he'll always take care of it. He'll right. always take care of you. So, you know, what I'm yeah. hearing from some of the things that you're saying is yeah. this part of the Lord that, um, or I should say this part of our walk yeah. that we get to a place where we're really good at something yes. where we maybe have felt like we've mastered it. Yes. Maybe we got our masters, you yes. know, just to say yes. we can even put a label on it. Right. And the Lord's like, yeah, you're good at that. Yeah. But I want, but, yeah. I want to show you something else. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but Lord, I suck at that. Yeah. Yeah. But where you're weak, that means that I can be strong. Correct. You know, and, it, yeah. and that's not for everybody. Sometimes the Lord is calling you, calling you to areas where you're really good at, you and know, you like stay. if you're a singer, you should probably be really stay good. In your you lane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, man, it's just humbling to see that the Lord would pull you in, yeah. uh, that you would have to involve yourself into some kind of idea that wasn't your own, right. that you needed to jump into and right. have faith that it's going to support you, support your family. Yes. Right. So let's just talk about that aspect yeah. as a man. Yes. Right. As a, as a man in 2019, yeah. you are, I guess there's this idea. I'll say, I, I want to be gentle here. There's gotcha. a, this idea that you have to be the primary provider. Yes. That you have to be the one that bears the burden of, if there's no food on the table this right. week, kids, right. that's my fault. And there's going to be a lot of shame involved in that. Right. There's going to be a lot of feeling of failure. Um, 
And I just want to call it as it is. Yeah. I don't think it's right. So I, I do think that women belong, you know, in the workplace Absolutely. as well. I Absolutely. do think that women are just as responsible with men. We are co-laborers. Correct. But tell me about that from a man's perspective. What was going on in your heart as you were doing that tuggling back and forth of, I want to stay, you know, this is this might be better. Right. What was that like? Well, there's two sides to that. I mean, initially before I decided to make that decision, it was, I was doing it on my own. I wasn't relying on God. So yes, there was a stress. There was a financial stress of, oh my gosh, where the, where's the money going to come from to pay the rent? Where's the money going to come from to put the food on the table? So there's a lot of pressure in that, um, that I just took on in my own. And um, it was stressful and it was scary. And that's, that's another reason why I got stagnant in my professional career. I didn't want to leave because I was like, nope, this is financially where I'm supposed to be because I don't know where the money's going to come from. Right. And it was a lot of pressure. And then, as I said, as I walked with God and I and I started absorbing the words of Jesus and I realized that the Father provides everything, um, you know, he provides for the birds and, you know, the scriptures there that say that and to back that up, you know, I just like, you know what? I let it all go. And you know what? There is no stress. And, 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 it's, and it's so freeing. You know, and, and like, I don't worry about the bills. I don't worry about the money because I know it's going to be there and the Lord will provide what we need, not necessarily what we want. Yeah. I'd love to go to Publix right. and get $300 worth of groceries and just be gluttonous, <laughs> but it's, but it's not what his plan is, right? right? He's going to give us what we need. Um, keep us humble, keep us hungry, um, and keep us moving on. Right. I mean, I, I don't feel any pressure at all for that anymore. Um, so it's, that's actually a blessing. Um, I just, I just trust now. And it, it looks weird from the outside. A lot of, I mean, I have, I have a lot of people in my ear and my family that are concerned about things like retirement, concerned about things, um, you know, financially, which is, which is what they do. They have their loved ones and they look out for us, but at the same time we just trust and it doesn't look normal. Right. And it, and it's just, it, it's a process you have to get to. No, yeah. it, it does not look normal because I mean, you just had a newborn, right. you know what I mean? Like right. the last, the first thing that people would be thinking is, right. uh, okay, stability. Yeah. You know, you want to be as stable as possible. Don't yeah. rock the boat. Nope. But guess what, man? When yep. Jesus is there on board with you, Let's that go. boat's going to rock. Let's go. <laughs> and you're ready Let's for go. it, you know? And it's worked out great. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Man, it's so good to watch it. Yeah. So Jason, real quick. Yeah. Would you take one minute? Yes. If you had to go back okay. and talk to yourself when you were 20 years old, 20, okay. What would you say? My gosh, that's a deep question. You give me a one minute to think. Um, I would say that there's more to your life than what you have uh, eyes for. Uh, there's a purpose in you beyond what you think. And um, you have a father that's greater than any man you'll ever know in your life. And he loves you and he will reveal himself to you when you're when you're ready, <laughs> but I you have to that. want it. I love that. That's good, man. Now would, would uh 20 year old you listen? 20 year old me would listen, but would the seed would be planted. Let me okay. put it that way. The okay. seed would be there. And it's something that I would, I would contemplate and ponder in a sober mind, uh, at, at times of, of, of isolation, but it, I wouldn't give any credit or weight to it at yeah. that moment, but it would be something that I would not forget, especially if it came from me. Yeah. If I knew I was talking to future me, I'd listen. <laughs> but if it was like, if it was future me in disguise, like it's like some old man, like, Hey kid, like I'd be like, okay, who's this crazy person? Right. And it would be deleted. But, um, but if future me said that past me would listen, but he would still do what he wants to do. But maybe the, the seed would have sprouted sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So, I mean, there's, there's a chance for that, but my path was my path and I love it. So it made me who I am and, you know, I have no regrets. So good. Yeah. 
I know that you're probably one of the most qualified guys that I know right now to be able to answer this question. Oh but boy. can you, can you, <laughs> yeah, look at that. I just set you up. I know. <laughs> the pressure is real. I just do this. You're the most qualified man. Bring it. <laughs> Here we go. So would you share yes. two to three tips for, okay. uh, for leading your family through stressful times, through times of uh, uncertainty, through times like what you've gone through in 2019? Wow. Okay. Uh, first of all, be in the word. I, b- I believe that's the, the, the foundation of all things. Be in the word, seek the Lord, on, seek the Lord first, uh, and pray, be in prayer. Um, those are two simple yet complicated things for some people. I know a lot of people, myself included, I used to be in a position where I try to do things on my own in the natural. Um, but if you're in the word and if you're in prayer, God is going to have his hand, his veil of protection over you. Um, and just, just trust. Um, just trust the fact that he is a provider. He is a good father and he will get you through all of this. Sometimes what we're going through um, could be a test from the father to test what we do, to test our resolve, to test our faithfulness in his word. Um, sometimes it could be the enemy trying to creep in and get you off track. And if you're in the word and if you're in prayer, that is one surefire way to make sure you're on that narrow path and not walking down the broad path that leads to destruction. So. Yeah. So good. I like that, man. I like that. So we're going to switch gears a little bit. Okay. Kind of just head down a a different alley that I think, um, again, you're still well qualified for. Okay. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be able to capture some ideas, some thoughts that you might have for other men to be able to grab onto. Okay. um, And it has to specifically do with your walk as a man. Okay. Um, Now, could you pinpoint a moment? Could you pinpoint a time where you feel like you you actually became a man? Good like question. you could separate yourself from, I was a boy or I was a male and now I know I'm a man. Hmm. I would love to say it's when I was married. I would love to say it's when I could became a father for the first time, but that's not true. It's tough because you want to say, oh, it's when I moved out and I, you know, I did all these yeah. things, but it's, that's not what it's about. Right. It's about spiritually. Where are you mentally? Where are you responsibility wise? Where are your priorities? Um, and I've, I feel that it wasn't until recently. I mean, I would say two years ago when I found Jesus, that's true. I know it seems like, it seems like the perfect answer for this podcast, but it's not rehearsed. It's totally real. Um, I didn't know what true fatherhood was. I didn't know what true, uh, true masculinity, what, what true friendship was, what being a man was until I humbled myself before God and understood my role and my place in his kingdom. Um, and then once I started getting my priorities straight with him, I got my house in order. Then I got my actual house in order. My wife was, was more willing to submit to me in my authority as her husband. Um, not to say that she's not an equal part of that house. She is the foundation. She is the glue that holds everything together. We are equal partners in that. But biblically, uh, she was unable to set her foundation until I got my, until I got my foundation right. Wow. And, um, and so honestly, yeah, two, I think I was saved in August of 17. So we're work going on two and a half years now. And I think honestly, that's when I became a man, a true man. Cause everything, everything before that I was living for myself. I, yes, I was providing. Yes. I was being a great father to my kids. Yes. I was being the best husband I knew how to be, um, to my wife, but it was still very selfish. A lot of selfish behavior. Yeah. Um, uh, which I won't get into now, but, um, I wasn't living a godly life and, um, the enemy was, twisting things. And, um, God just, God found me and God came to me and and woke me up and I'm forever grateful for that. So dude, that's so good. And it's, it's very, 
honorable to hear you be so vulnerable about it. Yeah. Um, because not many men can sit, can sit on, um, on video, yeah. you know, or have a microphone in front of them and be yeah. like, yeah, I'm in my forties and I yeah. became a man two years ago. Yeah. You know, it's true. And it's, it's because you have a different idea, a different standard, a different mindset of what true masculinity is. Yes. And I think we run into this issue so much as men that, uh, you're a man when you get to this age, yeah. when you get to this action, you know, yeah. moving out of your house or when yeah. you have your child, you know, when right. you, uh, so that's saying that because you impregnated a woman, you're right. now a man, you know? So it's just yeah. these false ideas and having to scrape them out of our minds, have the Lord refill our minds with truth of, of what true masculinity looks like. Yeah. That has been an adventure. And I'm, I, it's awesome to hear that, um, that it has gone that way for you. Well, I walk in truth, friend, like, you know, and that's the thing, uh, yeah, you have to be truthful it's in truth and love, but at the same time being vulnerable, we, that's part of manhood. I mean, that a true confident man, a strong man is able to be vulnerable. And my, my daughter, my son said to me, like, my son's seen me cry and, and it's totally fine. And my daughter said to me the other day, she says, daddy, you never cry. And I'm like, yes, I do. But like, you know, but you know, <laughs> 10 years ago, I've been like, that's because I'm a man, you know, like <laughs> men don't cry, but no, we have a wide range of emotions and it's right. totally cool. I don't just cry at like commercials, you know, but like, it's gotta be something moving yeah. in my spirit. Um, but yeah, man, it's just, it just gotta, I just believe in truth, man. I just, I don't have time to do anything else. Right. That's it. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Cause you know, the, I think for me, it's hard to live. Um, I won't say a double life. That's not what it is, but you know, I got I have to give to Caesar what is Caesar's yeah. and give to the Lord. What is the Lord's right. right. So right. I have a job to be a man of the military. Right. Right. That is what is, that's my occupation. That right. is feeding my family. Right. Right. However, I know I'm coming in it with giving my heart to the Lord yeah. right, and what belongs to him. So I think there's a certain aspect of my job that requires to me, requires me to be tough, yeah. to be gritty, to be forceful, to be aggressive. Absolutely. And that all has its place in masculinity. Absolutely right. does. Right. Like uh, when I remember you read uh, in Exodus, all these um, Israelites that were leaving Egypt. Yeah. Right. They I were read that uh, last night, by the way. Nice. <laughs> So they're all leaving <laughs> Egypt and it counts all the people. And it says that they were all warriors, that they were all fighters, that Israel had this many fighters. Right. But if you really look back, they were all slaves, right. Like, it, it, right. but it didn't call them slaves. It called them fighters. Right. Um, so men are called to that. Men are called to be aggressive. Men are called yes. to be tough. Men are called yes. to be gritty. Absolutely. Um, but you know, just like you said, man, just the other day, I looked back at my son, we had worship going on yeah. um, in the car we had, and he asked me to turn it up. Nice. So worship is blasting. We finally get to where we're going. And I just look back. Cause he's yeah. quiet yeah, and you can tell he's just like soaking, soaking in it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, dude, it, I couldn't hold it back. Yeah. I literally just had yeah. like streams yeah. of tears just yeah. coming out yeah. and it was just like the spirit, man. Just the fact that my son is in my backseat soaking yeah. in worship music right. and loving it, asking me to turn it up. He's yeah. four years old. That's great. And he's just in the spirit. And I'm like, man. For me, I had a moment. Um, I uh, I started recently, you know, making better decisions about my health, and I, I get up in the morning and um, I, I run on the beach and I walk on the beach, and then. But part of that is I like to sit and uh, at sunrise and just worship and pray and sit and soak. And I had a moment like that. It just uh, for me personally, it's never happened before. And as I told my wife about it, she's like, "That's awesome." Um, where um, I have this, I have you know, spiritual music on on Spotify when I run. And this one song, Lauren Daigle, um, Rescue came on and I'm very familiar with her, but I'd never heard that song before. And I remember just sitting there as the sun was coming up and just the words just like, 
So if, ever, if you're in a tough spot, if you're feeling pressure, if you're feeling stressed, if you feel like the world is out to get you, um, I recommend you listen to Lauren Daigle's Rescue. And uh, I was actually in a really good place when I heard this song, but yeah. I remember sitting there as the sun was coming up and just the her words like, I will send out an army to find you. Right. Like, and it just like, I, dude, it was crazy. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh, right. I was a, here I was crying. Like, and it was just like, I had this spirit and I just, I felt the presence of the Lord saying, this is what I'm talking about. Like, right. I got you. And, uh, and it's like, but also jacked me up too. Like as a man, like I started getting fired up. Like, you know, I'm going to send out an army. Like he's going to go out and get me. Right. And uh, also too, that I'm not alone. And so it was like a mixture of, 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 let's go do this and let's be a dude. But also too, like I can hug my father kind of a kind of emotion too. And like, I, and I, I've thought about how my, my children and my wife and how he's just that way for them too. And it was cool. So I love that, yeah, man. I love that, man. Yeah. So I, in being able to run into you, meet you early yeah. on this year, yeah. we immediately started to connect about yeah. a men's group, man. Yeah. It was like, and it was like the first day. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, hey, what's your name? Hey, oh, hey what's up? Men's group? This. Let's do it. I think we grunted a little, right? Yeah. Like, that's just... Ha, 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 <laughs> Tim Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Men's group? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it started. That's yeah. it. <laughs> so, We've been friends ever since. <laughs> just grunt. It just, hey, if you ever want to be friends with another man, just go up to just him. Start run. grunting at him. It's, it. it's fine. High five. High five, grunt, and say football every now and then. You'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, I love it. So you had a passion about this, man. You had yeah. a heart already out for this. Yes. And it, it it's you know, two years yes. after you, you feel like you have been defined as a man yes. and now you're ready to pour into, yes. uh, pour out and just involve yourself with the community of men. Yes. Uh, tell me about that transition. Tell okay. me about that. What's, what was going on in your heart? Uh, I'll try to make it as brief as I can. Um, again, this is before the Lord found me. Um, my wife and I are involved in another church, a very great church. And we still are very close to a lot of people. Even the pastor there is still a dear friend of mine. Um, and, uh, you know, my, I would just go to keep my wife company. Uh, she was very in the spirit, very loyal. I would just go and sit just to keep her company. Just so she wouldn't yell at me for not coming. Um, and we have some friends that were going there. And one of my friends, Skip, who actually started no longer fatherless, um, later on, uh, he, uh, was starting a men's group, a small group. And they were reading this book, uh, wild at heart. Um, and he invited me and I remember running into him, running into him at Publix, which is our local grocery store here. Uh, I was walking in with my son. He was walking out with his son. I was like, Hey Skip, what's going on, buddy? He's like, Hey, this is a Friday. And he was like, Hey, you coming to church on Sunday? And I said, yes. He says, Hey, we're doing a small group. We're going to read wild at heart. Um, I said, awesome. He's like, you want to sign up for my group? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, I don't know. Like I was, I was one of those guys. I was like, I'll say whatever to get out of the conversation. Sure. And I still love Skip. Don't get me wrong, but it was just like I, I wasn't. I was like, I don't know. And then uh, my son ended up, or my my son and my daughter ended up Saturday night getting a fever or something like that, and I missed church on Sunday. And um, so part of me was like, whew, I can avoid that sign up altogether. Like I don't have to worry about that anymore. Being put on the spot. And he shoots me a text at seven o'clock Sunday night. Hey, bro, missed you at church today here's the link to sign up for the men's group and the Holy spirit. I, I, it was almost like an out of body experience. Like I just, my hand went to the phone. I touched the link. I signed up, got the book and I was like, what did I just do? And like, now nah, I'm committed to this. And I'm telling you right now, like that book reading, being in that, I was, it was perfect. I mean, God knew what he was doing. I was in a group of men. It was probably eight of us and they were all Christian godly men, but they all came from different backgrounds. One was an, used to be an atheist. One was like an agnostic, which is where I thought I was for a long time. Um, I believe in something, just not sure what. And, um, 
and they all had different experiences, different stories. And as we were reading this book and this book was teaching us how to be better fathers, better husbands, better men, and what our calling um, is from the Lord. Um, and then also having those personal one-on-one interactions, like that just sparked a fire in me. And honestly, that's when God started speaking to me more. And, the, and I, I just felt the I just felt his power and his presence in those days and those moments. And that, that book, that group, Skip, I love you, buddy. You saved me. Um, and, uh, so it was just a moment where it just brought me out. And then now I'm at a point when we first started the group, you know, we, we mentioned starting it and I mentioned doing the book and, um, it's just that book. I want to put that in in the hands of as many men as I can. Uh, the follow-up book fathered by God is another excellent book. Um, and so anyway, this, that book just inspired me and it just, that sparked this need to pour into men's lives and show them their true identity in Christ and show them that it's okay to love, you know, movies like Gladiator and to be a masculine man and to be tough, but also too, it's okay to nurture and love your wife and be vulnerable. Um, in those moments too, you gotta, you know, you gotta carry the sword when it's time for battle, but also too, you gotta put that sword away when it's time to be gentle, um, for certain things. And, um, that balance that we walk in, um, the struggles in manhood that come up and how to deal with them and dealing with wounds. And I just, I just, all these things that I learned that I'm seeking more knowledge on, like, I just, that's just a fire in me to help men realize their identity in Christ and, and, and that their, their life isn't a waste and God does love them. We ran into a guy at the park of the day and said, God hates me. And it was like the most heartbreaking thing. Nick, my pastor, Nick tried his best to get the guy to stick around and change his mind, but he was just, but, um, it's just, but there are men out there like that, that just yeah. don't understand. Oh, God hates me. I'm being punished for something. No, he's testing you. And what are you going to do? And anyway, being going forever on that, but yeah, I love you guys. So dude, great, great yeah. plug in, man. I, I love the fathered by, uh, by God. It's yeah. one of the books that I recommend for all men yeah. to read. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't yet dove into, uh, while that heart, but you borrow it, bro. I got you. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> But I, I will say to all our listeners, all those links to those books will be down below. Go ahead and check them out because yes. they have a great following. They have yes. great testimonies in those books. Again, that's Wild at Heart and Fathered by, by God. God. Yes. So check them out. So those books were transformational. They helped you transition into this now place in the spirit where you feel like you are as a man, as yes. a husband, as a father, um, and you are you're leading uh, a, a young man too, man. Yes. How old is your son? My son is nine. He'll be 10 on new year's Eve. He's almost, he's very excited about being double digits. Yeah. So he's super pumped it's about coming it. Up. Yeah. <laughs> so I think as men, man, we, when we're so intentional and devoted to yes. being good fathers, we want to be able to fill our kids' ears with everything that we wish we knew, you know, yes. and make sure you listen to this and make sure you do this. And, yes. and to be successful, you got to do this. So if you had to write a book okay. and leave it for your son to read, <sighs> what would you name it? What would it be about and why? Um, I'd probably name it Walk Your Path, Not Mine. Um, wow. And I would just- I'm going to trademark that title. <laughs> I said it first, folks. I want to cut. I want to cut. But uh, Walk Your Path, Not Mine. Um, I, I would I would just be very brutally honest about my struggles and about my mental mindset and about how I was in my own way. And I'd be very honest. Um, and, um, I would just encourage him to walk his own path and to, um, just take what my wife and I are pouring into him and just know that it's the truth and the world around you is the lie. Uh, but the, the word of God is the truth. And, um, I would just trust that the Lord is, is already in him enough 
to guide him. And I think he's, he's very aware. My son is, my, my son is every, every parent thinks their kid is a genius. Uh, but I, my son is very high. My son is very highly intelligent and like, he's very aware he, he watches and he, he's a thinker and he listens and he, he likes to, to reflect. Um, oftentimes he'll have something on his heart to share, but he'll say, not yet, daddy. Like I need to, I need to think about it first before I share it. Wow. Like, even last night, last night he started to say something. He says, daddy, how can, yeah, you can finish that. It's like, no, I want to think about that. I'll talk to you about it in the morning. Wow, that's and wise. so like, and I'm nine like, I'm at yeah, nine and I'm like, wow, that's pretty crazy that he has that moment of like, let me, let me make sure what I'm communicating is what I'm feeling. Let me make sure what I'm communicating is really what I'm seeking. And, um, so I already have a lot of faith in him, yeah. uh, to not walk my path. Uh, but I would definitely just share with him the word of God and just tell him to be, always be in prayer. And I feel like a broken record here, but it's just the foundation of everything's be in prayer, be in the word and surround yourself in a community of people that have your same interests at heart. Um, don't alienate yourself from it by any means. Um, you know, definitely preach the word of God and we need to go out to those people. We need to eat, break bread with the sinners, right. To, to spread his word. But at the same time, when it comes to things, um, in his life that, uh, he needs to, uh, make decisions upon or, or, you know, be seeking the word, but if he's around people that are like-minded, he'll be guided in the right direction. So I like that, man. Yeah. Jason, thank you so much for Amen. taking the time out to meet with us, man. Sure. I really appreciate the fact that you came out here. You were vulnerable. Yes. You were honest and you're just willing to be an open book for people to pick. I appreciate to, you, to, man. To this is from, great. Man. I've been watching your channel, listening to your podcast, and this is fantastic, man. You're definitely advancing the kingdom and just kudos to you too, buddy. I'm very that, proud man. of you. And like, even when you move on to Virginia, man, I'm going to be like a fangirl. <laughs> I love it. You can be my number one fan. Amen. Gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into the Made to Rain podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to go a little bit deeper, go ahead and check us out at madetorain.org. Again, that's madetorain.org. There you'll be able to find more resources, podcast episodes, and other videos that are just going to help you on your walk with Christ. Guys, all we want to do is engage you where you are. We want to empower you with truth and encourage you on your walk with Christ. If you want to submit some questions, I'd encourage you to get on Instagram at madetorain. Send us a DM with your questions. I'm always asking our followers if there's any questions that they want to submit and we get them on here guys that we've done a couple shows like that and it's been awesome. I love getting your feedback. Also, you can go on the website, find the questions tab and submit your questions there. I can't wait to hear from you until next time. Continue to march.